Hello there and welcome to the Venus and Vesta podcast. This is July 2022 stars and boy is there a lot in store for July. I mean it's quite an intense year anyway but this is the month where you know to quote Michael Caine I said only blow the bloody doors off because this really does blow the whole thing sky high. Um, and not just because of the North Node meeting Uranus, meeting Mars at the end of the month. So we start the month with a real door slamming entrance because Mars, Mars is the, you know, god of war, god of sex, um, you know, strident, knows how to, knows what to do, knows where he's going, uh, comes with a sword, really good at cutting things off, really getting through to the nub of things. Here's Mars. He makes a square, a challenging square aspect to Pluto, the other malefic. And here is Pluto in the underground, working in the business world right at the moment. And they make this exact square on the 1st to the 4th, right at the beginning of July. And in this square, it's like a deadly force of these two coming together um, to kind of like force some an issue force an issue and it kind of flavors the whole month with the impact they make mars really likes to take action and so when it hits pluto like this it could be the push that we all need any one of us will need to get out of a situation to say something to really kind of go right here i am and i'm leaving and um this this is the push that, that pushes me over the edge and it's not just like the hair that broke the camel's back this is actually the real idea, a new idea, a new kind of, this has gripped me and I've got to go. So you can use it to get yourself out of a situation. And it's like, an, the, here's the exit sign shining in neon for you. Yeah, get out of that situation. Um, but also likewise, it could be the push you need to get something done, to really kind of move and shift somewhere. So Although these are two very strong and often dark and often connected with the shadow and can leave places, you know, especially with Mars, Mars can be like the knife. They can be an opportunity to to get some get out of somewhere. So we need to use that information and probably see something going on in the wider world, especially because Pluto is in Capricorn. So potentially we are going to see people leaving situations. So that's the first um, first days of July. Um, so yeah, let's use that energy for ourselves. Then the reason why this makes such a powerful change is immediately after that, on the 5th, two planets together change signs. So when they change signs like that, there's a, like a, a change of scene immediately. So it's immediately after this square connection. So first of all, Mercury moves into Cancer. Now, Mercury, obviously, planet of communication, is going to move into Cancer, which is a much softer, empathetic sign. So when it moves into there, and it's also the feminine. So, so when it moves into this very feminine sign, we need to, or we, when it moves into this very feminine sign, it's the opportunity to maybe start speaking in much softer terms and really use more empathetic ideas to get what you want. And also, 
Also think about the self-talk that you give yourself. That that can be up-leveled to be much kinder self-talk within these really hard times. So Mercury moving into Cancer is, is a definite sea change. And that's why potentially you can use this to leave a situation and then go, well, you know, I'm going to look after me now. I'm going to think about me and my tribe and my family and be much kinder. So then there's also Mars himself, straight after the square with Pluto, moves into Taurus. And Taurus meaning the Earth, our bodies, and, and also to connect with what's happening later in the month when Mars joins both Uranus and North Node together in this explosive conjunction happening on the 31st or even the 1st of August. So Mars entering Taurus like this after this square is like a kapow action. I'm here, I've arrived, and come on, let's get this party started now because, you know, Mars is actually coming into the Earth, the Earth sign, and Taurus represents Earth. So something is waking up. It's already starting to wake up. And, and this will follow through with later actions in the month. So here we are with a huge beginning to July that's going to kind of match the end as well. Now, just later on, obviously, we're going to be celebrating the 4th of July, Independence Day. And on the 11th of July, America has its Pluto return, the second hit of three. So this means that in February, Pluto came back all the way around to where Pluto was when the founding fathers signed the Declaration of Independence. And that was at 1776, 246 years ago. Pluto takes that long to go all the way around the zodiac. And of course, no one alive has a Pluto return. We all have a Saturn return where we go, oh my God, the chips are down. But when you have a Pluto return, I mean, Rome had cataclysmic Pluto returns. It went through, I think, three. And on the third, Rome, Rome fell. And someone said, this is, it's really cool to be alive in America now, to watch the fall of the Roman Empire, but with Wi-Fi. But with the idea that we can actually watch this, you know, with our popcorn sitting at home. But anyway, so that was the first Pluto return. So Pluto was going forward in February to hit 27 degrees 33 minutes, which is the exact point of America's Pluto in Capricorn and now in July on the 11th it's come back it's transited back the way so it's like a truck rook running something over going here I am and then coming back to run it just to make sure to re reconnect with that point and really make the point for underlining the point so uh, this isn't going to go forward again. And the forward again feels like it's going to be easier. But the forward again is like, right, now I know where we're going. I'm out of here kind of thing. So this reversal over the Pluto return point or of Pluto going over the Pluto return point is right around 4th of July, right around the celebrations. But because it's Pluto and because Pluto is always going to be connected with the shadow, the darkness, the toxicity, it's like celebrating the 4th of July and realising that the land and the land is actually stolen land or are we this is the land of the free home of the brave but actually how brave are we and how have we just become compliant and allowing and just following rather than brave and how free are we so this isn't just an ordinary um this just this so this isn't just an ordinary 4th of July celebration this looks beneath the bonnet and I know a few of these Thanksgiving and 
and Fourth of July celebrations have like looked at the ideas that we're celebrating here and going, well, actually, that's a colonial colonialization of of other countries and so maybe it's it does have a darkness to it but really this is what the the america is built upon so and because pluto is it's really going to dig deep into the ethos of that and it's not just america because the constitution created the a lot of them a map for the other western countries to copy it is the western world as well you know america does lead the america the western world America does lead the Western world. So not just America. Don't think if you're in the UK that we're going to get away with that. It's us too. And in fact, obviously, the, Amer the signing of the declaration was the independence from the UK itself. So um, that's quite a big move for the 11th. But actually, on the 13th, we have the uh, Pluto full moon. Oh, sorry. On the 13th, we have the full moon in Capricorn and this full moon is at 21 degrees Capricorn which is six degrees away from Pluto so I keep calling it the Pluto full moon and a Pluto full moon that doesn't you nobody escapes the glare here of this quite dark fatherly patriarchal and um, um, corporate kind of uh, overriding heavy serious full moon that we really look at what's got what is too much what is overwhelmingly too strict and restrictive and where why is it like this and what can we do about it it's like the full moon is sending a moonbeam right down to Pluto in the underworld the underworld of the business and corporate and political and medical worlds so here is this moonbeam coming down to look at all the darkness that's going on. It's like the Hammer House of Horror. Well, the House of Horror, when you see it, the Disney Horror House on the hill with the, with the bats flying around it. That's what we're witnessing on this Pluto moon. But the house on the hill is actually the White House or 10 Downing Street or one of the big corporate, you know, HSBC Bank. And I don't mean those. I'm not naming those things specifically, but as an idea of what could be looking at the looking at the darkness that they have within them or the corruption should i say um or maybe it's something we find another laptop i mean we've the hunter biden laptop the fact that hunter biden laptops was was hidden on the information with it was not allowed to come out is in itself interesting so there's something around this full moon in capricorn with pluto that will allow something like that to come out even more or to be spread further or for us to consider so then so that's on the 13th and of course you know with these with this pluto return and the, the full moon with pluto next to it there's going to be some deep fissures it's, pluto wants to get down to the core of anything and so when it goes right deep into its core into our own personal core it's the it's the tiny seed that's hidden in the darkness that might be rotting away and bring the whole house down but it's the one that then enables you to rebuild pluto is about evolution so it's whilst we might want to concentrate on all that toxicity and it might be dramatic it's always going to be dramatic with pluto it does mean then that we can evolve beyond that it's like pluto like the snake it wants to evolve it sheds its skin ever so often and we have to do that um 
to prevent us being um, stuck in those places. So there's the Pluto, that's the 16th, the 13th for the, um, so the 11th for the second pass of the Pluto return for America. And then the 13th for the full moon in Capricorn. And on the 16th straight after, Mercury and the sun, um, on, the, on the 16th straight after, Mercury and the Sun make a conjunction at 23 degrees. So this is still opposite or getting closer to the opposition with Pluto. They're both in Cancer and we've said that Mercury is wanting us to bring about much kinder words, kinder self-talk. But with the Sun, it highlights that. So we, wow, we really do have to embody this idea that the female has to take part in this. The mother, the the whole fe the female of the species, she has to be involved because the Capricorn side is the patriarchy and the Cancer side opposite, the sorry, the Capricorn side is the patriarchy, the, cap the Cancer side is the matriarchy. And it's like these planets here going, we have to have some role in this as well. So there's this opposition here that the not necessarily male and female as we see it, but, but the idea of the female, the family, uh, fertility and children on one side and then on the other side the male the masculine the um the business world where you would go out and find and achieve things the opposition is like we have to come together more and see how each operates and allow each to operate but without um going into excess so this sun conjunct mercury is a reminder to bring about your um familiar you know bring about your family bring about um what is important in a softer kind of way which is really really uh, you know what we would need in this very strident dynamic month now also on the 20th straight after that the sun actually does oppose pluto and here it's the it's like again saying the female here the, the family, the kindness, the love that we have, the unconditional love. Cancer is unconditional love that a mother has. So here is this love that we must have in order for us to grow. We can't just point the finger at what is wrong and what isn't what we don't like or at the corruption. It has to be healed and cancer is here to help that happen. So that's on the 20th. And this is really good because on the 22nd, Leo season starts. So like, here we are, we're now in Leo season. And Leo brings it, so we go from cancer when it's about the love and the kindness and the empathy and you know the nourishment we would offer. We go to Leo season where we bring it right to the heart of what our desires are and our self-sovereignty. You know, it's that theme of you've got to put your gas mask on first before you put anyone else's gas mark on. You've got to be centered enough and in your own heart to be able to love someone else. So here is Leo season. Mercury has already gone into, um, it, Mercury has already gone into Leo ahead. So we've got the sun and Leo both in, sorry. So we've got the sun and Mercury both in Leo from the 22nd. And here is our chance to be to do something for ourselves, to express ourselves, to have fun. And it's real firecrackers now because both the Sun and Mercury are now making a trine to Jupiter. Jupiter is in Aries and it's in early Aries. And uh, so we've got this, I'm gonna pause that because I want to check what time that is, if you don't mind, on the 22nd. 22nd, I'm gonna try 
I'm going to check this 22nd. Jupiter is at eight degrees. Jupiter's at eight degrees and staying there at eight degrees for the rest of the month. Yes. So Jupiter's at eight degrees. So when Mercury, so when Mercury and the sun, so no, when the sun enters Leo, it joins Mercury, who's already there. And they both then make a trine aspect to Jupiter, which is in early Aries. Jupiter is at eight degrees Aries. So they make this nice connection. And that's the two fire signs really kind of coming to life and enlivening the Jupiter idea, which expands everything. So we have Leo that says, bring it back to your heart. Think about self-sovereignty. Think about your own courage. Think about what you can do. Think about, you know, it's the Robert Kennedy speech. Don't think about what your country can do for you. Think about what you can do for your country. And so, <clears throat> especially now that it trines, especially now that it trines Jupiter, because Jupiter is expanding everything in Aries and Aries is about the ego, the self. And so they both have this idea of the self, Leo and Aries. And it's like, here we are, let's do something. Let's step up and be brave. So we have this idea of being the self-sovereignty in one aspect, but the fun, the love, the ideas, the let's take action, you know, let's get ready. And um, so this is already happening for the Leo uh, Leo season and um, let's hope we all can uh, uh. so this is really good fun a really lovely start to Leo season but actually a change of um, tempo I would say now that's the 22nd when we come to the 27th Uranus is in one a less than one degree orb of the north node and this is the year's biggest aspect so it's within one degree of 18 degrees where the north node is the north node is our destiny point and the north node we don't necessarily have to follow what's in the north node but when planets hit that north node it's like opens up a doorway for us opportunities then come our way so when Uranus crazy planet Uranus comes along to meet the north node we go wow that's the curveball I was not expecting that really does kind of open doorways it's like a, almost like a portal and this is the aspect we've been waiting for all year for these two to come around now Uranus is the planet of enlightenment so when we crosses the north so Uranus is the planet of enlightenment so when it crosses the north node it's like a doorway into a new dimension into a new way of thinking and being so this can be really exciting and of course Uranus has been in Taurus representing the earth for uh since May 2018 and when when it came sorry when Uranus entered when Uranus entered Taurus in May 2018, we saw, we saw a whole, when Uranus entered, uh, when Uranus entered Taurus in May 2018, so I'm going to start all that again. So when Uranus, when, so Uranus has been in Taurus representing the earth since 2018. And when, when it entered, sorry, when Uranus, Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018. And when it entered Uranus, so, God, I want to start, I'm going to start, stop this and start again. 
thank you. So it's going to have two parts. So Uranus has been in Taurus since May 2018 and Taurus represents the earth. So Uranus is coming to enliven the earth and enliven our awareness of the animals. Taurus represents the animals of the earth, the fertility. So Uranus is very much focused on, you know, bringing new ideas around fertility and, and really livening things up, livening up our bodies. Uh, and so we have this nice idea about the Leo now, Leo seizing self-sovereignty, but Uranus, Uranus in Taurus is about the body sovereignty, looking after our own bodies. What is what rights do I have over my own body? Uranus is going to make us think about all those things and obviously already has. But when it entered in May 2018, we we saw a whole huge amount of people. So, so when it entered in 2018, we saw so many people taking up veganism and understanding that what they wanted to eat was not dead animals, for instance, and understanding the aware having an awareness and a consciousness about other animals, other species and going, well, that's not for me. I'm actually rising my own vibe by not buying into a whole um, idea that animals are there for us to mistreat or the fact that you know in, in intensive farming they do get mistreated so there was a big rise in veganism that's continued and will continue and then also when when the last time when Uranus was in Taurus we saw uh, the rise of or the first experiments of nuclear fusion power so this is incredible this is like so now we've got Taurus entering sorry so now we've got uranus entering taurus and we have 5g coming about you know that happened in may 2018 all that summer people were talking about 5g and what it would do for us so we have this huge sort of electrification of the planet whenever uranus or whenever uranus reaches reaches taurus and i like to think that this time around we might be having some free energy coming our way but anyway not until this is the 27th so on the 27th we're in one degree of the conjunction so that's when it's going to start but on the 31st that's when uranus actually crosses the north node and they come together and what's so kind of wild and crazy about this conjunction is that mars joins them too mars joins them on the 31st in within orb but also on the 1st of august so there's this conjunction between crazy electric electronic so there's this conjunction between crazy uranus who is god of all thunderbolts and and you know brings in the most um, wildest change that you never thought of conjunct mars and mars as i've already said mars is like here i come and mars has a sword in his hand he's the god of war he likes to know what's going on and will make things happen and then they're crossing over the north node which is our our window into the future and it's in taurus and taurus represents humanity so here we are all three of those coming together is like acting like a portal for us all to walk through. We don't have to walk through it, but there's a huge opportunity here. And I don't think you can miss it in this sense that, that there's a new directive coming. 
there's a new idea around us all coming and when this happens on the 31st stroke 1st of August um, when Mars joins this it's like the fires of Pompeii something really explosive to happen and and you, my idea in a, on the more positive side is let's hope that we have you know, the idea of free energy comes around. I know they've been working on it since or Nikola Tesla had that first idea. Um, and perhaps there's a right there, hopefully, a, and perhaps also a rise in our consciousness. Now, I say this because there is, um, there's been four things that have raised significantly humanity's consciousness in the last 20, 30 years. And one of those, the first three of them, so the, the consciousness of the planet is measured by the Schumann resonance. And you can Google this to have to look this up. And they, and I'm not sure how they measure it, but but this is the Schumann resonance. And the one of the, the first three, one of them is 9-11, because the amount of outpouring of grief and love and empathy that we had raised our consciousness. Then there was the death of Princess Diana, in no particular order, which also, you know, also a huge outpouring of grief and empathy. And then also the Boxing Day tsunami. And again, another outpouring of grief as the whole world watched these events unfold, which actually raised our consciousness. And, and actually, if you look further into it, the Schumann resonance says that we, our consciousness was raised 10 minutes before those events actually happened, which um, is interesting and something to think about. But the fourth thing that happened that raised our consciousness was the, which is a positive thing, was the rescue of the Chilean miners, which I know everyone was transfixed to their TV watching how on earth they were going to get these miners out and, and you know, they obviously save miners quite a lot but you know not quite a lot they they obviously save miners before and it happens possibly once a, every five years i'm not sure how often they have to do this but this time around it was national global tv and that raised our consciousness also so i think this meeting of three Uranus and Mars on the North Node is a huge opportunity for us to uh, move forward. And it doesn't need to be a cataclysmic event. It could be something wonderful that happens. And I'm hoping that either it's it's the free energy, uh, uh, understanding more that we can to get free energy, or maybe it's uh, full disclosure of our starseed or, or off-planet beings that we are connected with. So that would be interesting for that to happen. So bringing us, so that is the end of the month, but actually before we get to the end of the month, in amongst all of this, on the uh, 28th, we have the Leo new moon. I mean, that that's quite incredible that we've suddenly got this Leo new moon happening all around this. Um, and Leo, the Leo new moon is at five degrees. It trines Jupiter in Aries at eight degrees. And so that is a phenomenal outpouring of heart-centered ideas where everyone has to step up and go this is what I stand for this is who I am this is how I want to express myself and this is who I love this is what I love this is what I love to be because it's the heart-centered um, and what's also interesting here on this on this new moon at the same time Mercury is in Leo as I've said before Mercury's speeding along quite a lot and Mercury is at 18 degrees Leo and at 18 degrees Leo's, it squares exactly the, the conjunction between the Mars, Uranus and the North Node. So we're getting an extra boost from Mercury and Leo so that 
It's like everyone seems to be awakened by this from the heart center because Mercury in the heart wants to communicate with the heartfelt messages along with the Leo new moon. So already the whole time from Leo season onwards, 22nd onwards, we, we have this shift from more of the Pluto ideas of digging deep into revelations and evolution to more uh, to this shift to more Leo and Taurus where we think about our bodies, ourselves, the planet and our hearts and what can we do. Um, in combination so I feel like we're making a huge shift this month and um, we should all get on board uh, so please if you've got any ideas around this or anything interesting that happens to you let me know I'd love to hear or any questions please also call me um, and I hope you found this informative and enjoyed listening to July stars on the Venus and Vesta podcast I will see you for August shortly 